Welcome to New Plymouth, Land of Fire and Ice. My name is Black Rope. It's a pseudonym or a pen name. I'm dedicating this podcast to matters of spirituality, to address real life with a spiritual view. Most of all, I want to include my Savior, Jesus Christ, in everything that I do here on this podcast. So today... Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about something that has been brought to my attention and oh it's it's a burr under my saddle I'm telling you Uh, we're going to be talking about the rule of law and about hypocrisy (laughs) so anyways I'm going to be playing you guys uh, two clips here, and uh, just bear through it with me. Um, It's of a guy that I cannot call a gentleman, and a guy who I have to diminutize this boy with cute socks down to JT because I do not respect him, and there is absolutely nothing redeemable that I have been able to find on the man. Um, the boy. Um, it's uh, Canada's Prime Minister, current uh, Justin Trudeau. So uh, here are two uh, clips, and <laughs> I'm very sure you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. You know, we've seen people at beaches, we've seen people out on trails clustered together, we've seen people out at large parties together. Do you think it's a, just a question of people not getting the message? Because you're talking a lot about messaging today. I think people need to get the message that this isn't just about them, this is about their neighbours, this is about vulnerable seniors, this is about uh, health workers who are on the front lines trying to keep us all safe. Uh, Canadians can and must do their part to keep us all safe. Uh, When we see images of people out uh, enjoying the sunshine in large groups, uh, that is extremely concerning because they are not just putting themselves at risk, they are putting everyone else at risk. We need to slow and stop the spread of this virus if we are going to come through this uh, strongly as a country uh, without losing too many of our loved ones. Uh, Every single Canadian has a responsibility uh, to engage in keeping their distance, in staying home whatever possible, and ensuring that those who have to go out for essential services uh, and to keep uh, keep us healthy and alive and fed uh, are not at risk themselves. Are you, uh, are you scared to a certain extent to see Canadians uh, uh, reacting like this? It is frustrating for many Canadians to stay at home and see others are not following uh, the protocols or directives. And it is frustrating for many people who see that some people don't follow. frustrating for a lot of people who are listening to medical advice and staying home for their safety to watch other people out there putting not just themselves at risk, but everyone who is staying home at risk as well. Go back to your time at your uh, secondary home at Lake Harrington for many weeks now. Authorities are saying don't go to your uh, cottage. Um, on the Ottawa River, there's even some control uh, by the police to make sure 
that people don't go from Ottawa to yeah, no, well, why was it okay for you to do this? I announced last week that after three weeks of uh, working here, my family living permanently in Lake Harrington, that I would go and spend the Easter with them, and that's what I did. We continued to follow all the directives from the authorities. Uh, as I mentioned last week in my, uh, my presentation, uh, after three weeks of my family living up at, uh, at Harrington uh, and me working here, I uh, went to join them for, for Easter. Uh, we continue to follow all the instructions from public health authorities. Merci. Question suivie, Hélène. Did you get any indication that it was okay? And because that's a question people are asking, and they're writing to us asking, why is it for you okay to go to your cottage to see your family on the weekend? My family lives there. I've been living there for the last three weeks. That's where my wife and kids are. And as I announced last week, I went to spend Easter. So there was JT. He uh, he came out and uh, made new rules and laws because he uh, pulled the trump card of um, this is a sickness and I'm federalizing um, how we deal with this and I'm taking it out of the hands of the provinces and the local areas and making this uh, a nationwide thing and giving us um, all this crap about how we had to stay home, that they were going to stop the spread of this virus, blah, 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 and told us that we would be suffering consequences if we decided to not pay attention to them. Well, we have seen the consequences. We have seen people arrested in front of their children for taking their children out to play outside. We have seen um, fathers getting exorbitant tickets of hundreds of dollars because they decided to take their son out and play t-ball in the park or take them for a, a bike ride. And while the, all of this was going on, JT thought that it would be a good idea for him to leave uh, the residence that he was in and uh, go and enter into another household um, and uh, spread his germs <laughs> from one household to the other. You know, oh, well, you know, I was here doing the people's work and I announced that I was going to go back and spend Easter with my family. Well, JT, not only did you do wrong, but you went across provincial borders. There were police there stopping people from crossing the border if they weren't on um, <laughs> essentially what came down to official state business. <laughs> um, people were not to be going and visiting, going and spending time with family. We were supposed to hunker down in our houses and not go anywhere. But not only did you go across the state or the provincial line, but on top of it, Mr. JT, you took your whole entire entourage, your, your RCMP 
bodyguards, your cooks, your cleaners, your whoever came in your entourage, and you took them all across state or provincial lines to go to this other place. And after you were done, you didn't stay there. You came back. So you, you, you broke it twice. I don't know. <laughs> we got to talk about some things in this country. The prevalence of deception may be the great irony of Canadian democratic politics. A foundational principle of liberal democracies, such as here in Canada, is that unlike totalitarian states, they require transparency, accountability, and trust between representatives and the represented. Not the webs of secrecy and the lies characteristic of authoritarian regimes past or present, or at least such has been the claim since the 18th century. Yet politicians and elected officials rank up there with used car salesmen in terms of the public's confidence in their works and their words, especially when boasting of their own honesty and integrity and lying, meaning an intentional deception of one sort or other, whether through phrases, gestures, actions, or even inactions and silences, seems to be more prevalent in politics than any other area of public life, with the possible exception of advertising. <clears throat> and, yeah... Every single one of these guys are serial liars. But here's the, here's the issue. Um, <clears throat> if a politician is a serial liar, people figure it out and then they don't vote them in. Um, however, um, the pendulum sometimes can be uh, fixed in such a way that it will keep swinging in a certain direction if you um, change the game enough. So what has happened in Canada is the Liberals got elected and through some of their laws and some of the changes and through their immigration policies and through their manipulations, there will never be another conservative government ever elected in Canada. And the reason is um, elections are decided once they have passed two of the provinces. Once they pass Quebec and Ontario, nothing else matters in Canada. None of the other provinces matter. It is a fixed system and we will never have another conservative government in Canada again, period. So it's not even that we can vote the fool out. His party has now assured itself a seat in Canadian governments for, well, in perpetuity, for the rest of the time. Countries 
societies are based upon principles. And the principle that our society was based upon, one of the leading guiding principles that it was based upon, is the principle that all people and institutions are subject and accountable to law, and that it is fairly applied and enforced, the principle of government by law. It requires, as well, measures to ensure adherence to the principles of supremacy of law, equality before the law, accountability to the law, fairness in the application of the law, separation of powers, participation in decision-making, legal certainty, avoidance of arbitrariness, and procedural and legal transparency. All those things are principles that Canada was supposedly founded upon. We have the rule of law no more. Justin Trudeau has violated the law many, many, many times. Egregious violations of the law. Things that we're finding out even now, after him being in here for so long, even now we're starting to find out things that we didn't know before. Finding out that he has a financial arrangement with a 15-year-old so that the 15-year-old does not talk about what happened between herself and JT. Unlike the rest of us, who if we even dared to do something so stupid and so silly and so immoral as to have a relationship as a grown man with a 15-year-old, we would have been put on a predator list, we would have served time in jail, we would have, um, <laughs> you know, um, been been rejected by society, but JT, what does he get? He pays a little bit of money to the victim, and uh, he gets to go on with his political career as if nothing happened. And this little demonstration by Justin as to the idea that he is above the law is, is just another proof to the Canadian people that there are there is no rule of law here in Canada. He is 100% a hypocrite. He sits there and tells us that we have to starve to death, that we have to cloister ourselves in our houses, stop working, stop going out to get food, and, uh, and uh, stay in our houses until this thing has a vaccine, until this <laughs> virus has a vaccine or, or a cure. And then 
he announces that he's been in a place for three weeks and it's time for him to go visit his family. So he's announcing that he's leaving and breaking medical protocol and, and breaking the law. And he's just going to go visit another province and visit his kids in another province. <sighs> I promised that I would bring this back to something spiritual. And I guess we have to take this back to the bare bones of the gospel. Um, I'm going to be taking you back to Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. 16. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift into or in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. The Bible is clear that lying is a sin, and it is displeasing to God, even though the ninth commandment against bearing fault witness is not explicitly stating the word lie. It is understood that that meaning is rooted in lying. <clears throat> in the early church, Ananias and Sapphira lied regarding the donation in order to make themselves look more generous than they actually really were. Peter's rebuke is stern. Annihilus, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? God's judgment was sterner. The couple died as a result of their sin of lying. Colossians 3.9 says, Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices, lying is listed in Timothy 1, 9-11 as something practiced by the lawless. Okay, you guys see that? Something practiced by the lawless. Furthermore, liars will be among those judged in the end. Revelations 21, 8, in contrast, God never lies. Titus 1, 2, he is the source of truth. It is impossible for God to lie. Hebrews 6.18 There are many verses in the Bible dedicated to lies and the consequences of it. It's important not to confuse figure of speech with the intent or the interpretation. We have a prime minister who refuses to be confronted and refuses to have to tell the truth. In question period, he gets up and he'll give you a word salad that impresses English teachers, mostly because he's using so many words and so loosely connected together that maybe kind of, sort of, they almost make sense. And he's 
into the idea that if he repeats his lies or his deceptions enough, people will start believing them and people will forget what they were asking him in the first place. Our prime minister is a liar. Our prime minister has has become lawless and the rest of the country has taken him up on his example and has now become a lawless country. The rule of law in Canada, as far as I'm concerned, no longer exists as a principle of our country. May God bless. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.